This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Delightful. Well, it is quite a lovely day, isn't it? Is. It is. It's been beautiful. Have, yes. Did you see the moon last night? Fabulous. Now, of course, you're listening. We're taping on Thursday, so you're listening to us on Saturday. You know, somebody told me once, I think I've told you this before, whenever there's a full moon, the weather is beautiful, regardless of what? when it is. Yes. So pay attention to full moon. In the uh, in this, and I don't mean partially or a little bit moon. It's the big full moon, which it was last night. It was like so close. You f- I felt like I could touch it. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It that is. reminds me of that old joke, that blonde joke. What? Two blondes are sitting on a park bench, and they're looking up at the moon. And the one blonde says to the other blonde, and I can say this because I'm a blonde. And the one blonde looks at the other blonde, and she said, "Where do you think it's further, to the moon or Florida?" And she said, ah, can you see Florida from here? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so cute. I never heard that one I didn't before. tell you that. Oh, see? that's good. I usually do. I love that one. It's really, oh. hello, can you see Florida from here? <laughs> So, well, okay. Anyway. I never really heard that one, but yes. it's a good one. Uh, it is a good it's one. It's a good one. It certainly is. So, um, we've been to a lot of uh, eateries in the area recently. God almighty. My, yeah, we've been uh, spreading the wealth around, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And what was our most recent one? Where well, did, last well, night. Last night, yes, we were We at had um, the Nosh. wonderful Dine Lackawanna mm-hmm. for the historic Hysterical, as I call Patrick it, says, Historical yeah. Society, Lackawanna. Mm-hmm. And every month we go, as we go to one restaurant, and last night it was Nosh in Dixon City. And mm-hmm. we sat outside on the deck, and Patty Catalano greeted us very warmly and, and her smiley, beautiful face as we got there and took very good care of us. It was packed packed, packed, both inside and out. Gerard Mayer was in singing his heart out, and I had just mm-hmm. been with Gerard Mayer at Mr. Marcinko's funeral the mm-hmm. other couple, um, the week before. So it was good to see him again, and he was wonderful. And it was, as you know, packed. All the red hat, there was a big red hat society was in there with a lot of ladies, a couple that I know, Elaine Mazzoni and Mary Jane Memolo and Mrs. Maureen Pesavento. They were all in, and there were about nine or ten more of them. Yeah. And it was uh, wonderful. They we had a great night, and the food was delicious. They have more. They have smaller plates, um, which was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I had the caprese salad, which was wonderful, and their salsa delicious. So, and they have an entire gluten-free menu, including gluten-free flatbread and sliders with gluten-free rolls. If that, you know, if you need to go, give it a shot. If you do have celiac and or your whatever, you're, you're, you don't want to eat gluten, 
give, give it a shot because they had a very nice menu. So I thought it was great. I had some uh, a salad I've never seen before, the combinations. If it's diced pineapple. Um, strawberries. Strawberries, cranberries. Blue cheese? Ca- no, cashews. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, romaine lettuce. Mm-hmm. And Michael Gilmartin got that with with chicken, and he did get the poppy seed dressing. He said it was spectacular. Yeah. So. Well, that was good. It was very nice. I liked it. I did like it. I don't, I'm not a fan of salsa. But I really loved that one because oh I could God, tell that was, so was fresh. So they used fresh cilantro. Mm-hmm. That was quite yummy. So that was where we were. Where else were we? We went someplace else. Um, well, we were at Russell's on Friday night. Yes, um, and we were somewhere the day before that. To, yeah. Oh, Natalie. Yes, Natalie. We went to yes. both of our. We've just yeah. been out and about lately. We have been. What can we do? We have been. It's amazing how much we uh, we get moving around, moving mm-hmm. and grooving, so to speak. I have to tell you that I told our dear friend Miss Nor- Nadia Martin. Yes. Um, she is very involved in the IHM Sisters celebration that happens now yearly. I think this is the third or fourth year, and it's um, they have it's our turn to give back. The IHM Sisters celebration. It's remembering our past, celebrating our present and planning our future. It's a special event hosted by the IHM Sisters to honor the retired sisters and to benefit the IHM Sisters Retirement Fund, which is really nice. I don't, you didn't go to Catholic school. I didn't, but my children did. And I will tell you that um, the nuns that taught my children, were, which were not many at that point, were wonderful. And I just love being in the presence of nuns. I especially love when they say, and it's my favorite thing, when they say, God bless you. For some reason, it sounds better when it comes from a nun. So I absolutely love it. So it's going to be um, this. This is going to be held this year um, on Saturday, August sixth, at six thirty p.m. at Marywood University, appropriately uh, positioned in Nazareth Hall. It is one hundred dollars per person and includes a cocktail hour fi- followed by dinner. And the recipients of the Sisters of the IHM Spirit Award this year are Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Doherty, which is really nice. And the guest speaker is Mr. James Bell. Bell is the fifth gen- the fifth generation Scrantonian with close ties to many IHM sisters and the Doherty family. So uh, it's just going to, it's a way for everybody to give back to the sisters who have taught them or been part of their life in some way. Um, really interesting and um it's a lot of fun and you can contact the development office at the IHM center or the numbers three four six five four three one or you can donate online or go online to www.helpihmsisters.com so um, Nada Gilmartin and John and Elizabeth Murray and a lot of um, who else Uh, Maggie Mariotti um, and a lot of good people who have been guided in many ways by the wonderful sisters are a part of that committee there's many many more that i didn't name but it's a wonderful thing and they've been doing they've been very successful for them the last couple of years so if you would like to support them please do so this is a dinner dance yeah thing? It's, yep and they've been having it now for the last i think this is the third it's either the third or fourth year and it's i think it's three though and the sisters love it and sister Anne, sister uh, monica bubzer who i love is um in charge of the foundation and uh, 
I think she's the executive director, and just they're just I just love it. I love any time around them. I go over to the center. I go over to visit my dear friend's sister Marilla Farfour, who I adore, and there's just something neat about being in that place. There's something very spiritual. One of my favorite people on the planet is uh, Sister Martin DePoris McHale. Really? I Which, love where's her. Where's she? She's at Marywood. I think she's in the uh, retirement home now, um, whatever they call that mm-hmm. place. That's it, right, where the sisters are. Well, that's... Um, I met her when I was uh, Oh, you on mean the, in the nursing home yes. or the lower, the step-down? I don't know. Okay. I don't. I haven't visited her there. Um, she was part of the... What's the other one that's over on the corner in Dunmore, the church that's there? The, for the priests? No, for the... Uh, oh. I, well, whatever. Anyway, she was there for a while. And um, th- I met her because she was on the committee with me um, for the United Way for the allocations panel. And we served together on that panel for two or three years. And we just really developed a very close relationship because she and I both looked at everything from a truly from a financial perspective. And she would, she would really drill down into those budget reports and say, why are they spending money on this? Why are they spending money on that? They could cut this out, they could cut that out, and they'd be in fine shape. Mm-hmm. And she was just, that's what she did when she was at Marywood. She was the treasurer of the college. So she had a tremendous financial background, and I just, I just loved her. And she's, uh, she's just somebody that really has a special place in my heart because she's someone that always supported me and saw me as something way bigger than I ever saw for myself. See she that? said to me, I tell you right now, she said, you're one of those that could run the world if they'd let you. Uh, <laughs> see, you never forget things that no. people say, good or bad, but that's such, She's that's wonderful such a wonderful lady. Yeah, I, they're just I love her. something special. And the fact that this group of uh, dedicated, uh, you know, community people have done this for the sisters and year after year at a busy time for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, it gets done. And they... Really, they do a nice job. So um, good luck this year to Nada and the Murrays and everybody else involved on getting um, as much bang out of their buck for what they're doing for the sisters. Yep. August 6th this year. Okay. So what else? I have a story. Uh-oh. Are we ready? Go ahead. Okay. Donna trained to be a neurosurgeon and dreamed of someday retiring to a place where she could practice her profession in a very meaningful way. She did not mean to infer the many lives she saved in the emergency rooms or the very delicate procedures she executed with an amazing team in the hallowed surgery suites of the nation's top teaching hospitals was not meaningful. Her greatest pride was to see the admiration in the eyes of the family members who thought their loved one would not make it out of the operating room. And then he or she did. She said that would never get old. What she was looking for was a place where there was no insurance, there was no glamour in the profession, but just an honest commitment to make a difference in the world through the skills she learned. She thought of the inner cities, but she wasn't sure she'd be safe herself. How many lives could she save if she wasn't alive to do it? 
She thought maybe in a third world country where the people who needed her skills the most did not have any idea that surgery could make a huge difference in their lives. But would she enjoy the lack of the amenities she had become accustomed to? like running water, indoor bathrooms, a hot shower, food she could pronounce and discover its origin. Then she thought about rural America, a place where she could practice what she excelled in, but would still have some basic necessities. That appealed to her. She came to see me with this idea in mind and wondered how well prepared she was financially to take this step. A quick review of her investment assets her retirement plans and the value of her home led me to advise her it would be possible. My question to her was, how long did she intend to do this? She had no idea. The hunger for a big city stay might cause her to reconsider how long she was interested in doing this act of charity, and she didn't know how to answer that question. We talked about the uncertainty, and I offered the following. Consider applying for a federal government grant to get the funds to open a clinic in an area of this country designated by the government as rural and underserved. Once she found out where those areas would be, she could consider where she would want to live. If the grant was for a one-year period or a five-year period or a 20-year period, that might help her decide how long she would be committed to this idea. I reminded her there was no harm in starting a project herself and hiring others with similar interests to continue it after she'd either had her fill of it or got it up and running and wanted to try something else in life. I explained to her that her investment assets would allow her to live earned income free for at least five years so that her house and her obligations to her handicapped brother would not be compromised. After that, she might have to look at being paid for some of her time at the rural clinic or elsewhere before any serious impact would happen to her retirement assets. This is an example of a life well-planned in retirement, using her financial assets to create something that works for her without compromising her financial security. The end. Pretty interesting, well, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a very a fun story. Um, but Donna obviously isn't her real name. I know. Um, I remember I say to you, are these really <laughs> true, true stories? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they Tweaked are. But modified, but yes. Yes, a little bit of poetic license with this, so to speak. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, it was a fascinating, um, interesting and fascinating approach to someone saying, it's an either-or situation. I mean, most people in professions see it as though I'm doing it and I'm going to continue to do it until I die in my chair, or I'm going to do it and then stop at a certain time that's just cut. Well, this is the way to do both. Thank and it, it really made her feel good about the fact that she could find a way to give back to this, this world for all that she felt that she had. So it was a good thing. Good going. All right. Well, we will be back with Trish from Fidelity Bank next up. Stay tuned. We're taking a quick break. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm just fine, thank you. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book 
called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a PR fundraising and special event business. <laughs> What's the matter with that? I just de-alphabetized it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So our guest, our second guest, our first guest this yeah. morning is a representative of Fidelity Bank. Her name is Trish Curley, and Trish is doing a reprise of her original <laughs> original guest appearance with us to give us an update. So let me just introduce you to the world. You've been a banker with Fidelity Bank since January of 2006. Um, you, you're currently the retail branch manager in the Pittston office. She is actively involved as a board member at the Greater Pittston YMCA since May of 2012 and sits on the Finance Committee and Fundraising Committee at the YMCA and is a board member at Good Shepherd Academy Kingston. She's also on the Membership and Marketing Committee, a member of West Pittston Tomorrow, and was a member of the Kingston Lions Club for three years. Trish added the Pittston St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee to her list of community organizations and coaches several local girls youth basketball teams. Welcome, Trish. Thank you so much for Hi, having Trish. me. Thrilled to be here once again. Yes. Yay. So much positivity to report oh, since good. my last guest well, appearance. The here. last time you were here, um, you were not, the, the branch wasn't open. No, we were not. And we so now you're live and in, and person. in person. Yes, Yay. it is so exciting. I must tell you, Trish, I've used the Mac. The Mac. You can. I'm dating myself. The, we the use that all the time. Yeah. ATM. Because years ago, when they first came out, they were Mac machines. Yes, they were. Money access centers is what it stood for. With that beautiful and, blue card with yes, the rainbow Yes, and way stripes. back when I was a <laughs> banker, way, way back is when these banking machines came out. And it was unbelievable mm -hmm. to think that you could go somewhere and get... And they were paying you to get the card and use it. And yeah, now the reverse thing. Now it's being reversed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Big whole reversal there. Oh, wow. But anyway, so what's happening? Oh, there is so much to talk about. In, in Pittston in general, um, the bank is thrilled to be back in the Pittston area. Uh, we used to be in Pittston for a number of years inside the Bruno's supermarket. Now we have our own standalone location. It's a beautiful facility, uh, all glass, beautiful location. We have the absolute most breathtaking view of Pittston and downtown uh, West Pittston too off of Susquehanna Avenue with the beautiful foliage. We could see Campbell's Ledge. It's just, it's amazing. Uh, so we're so happy and fortunate to be back in Pittston. You know, Pittston downtown has gone through an extreme period of revitalization um, in terms of the businesses and their networking. Uh, Main Street in downtown Pittston has gone through a complete rejuvenescence. Um, there are so many good businesses that are down there, a lot of local families who have have had businesses for years and years and some of that family has kind of broken off and created their own new businesses so uh, we're such so fortunate to be back in the downtown area to be a part of the big boom in business in Pittston and, it, and that it is as we often talk about lots going on there and it, it's just such a it's just a great location because you're close to Scranton and you're mm -hmm. close to Wilkes-Barre and you're it's just 
really in a great location and right on the Susquehanna. Oh, absolutely. It's beautiful. Location is everything. Mm -hmm. You know, when we kind of go through um, surveys in terms of what makes somebody go to a bank, you know, what draws you to a specific bank. And convenience is a big portion of that. But for us as Fidelity, we pride ourselves in our customer service and our partnership within the community that we're visible in the community, which is why myself, other branch managers and commercial lenders are so actively involved within the community to be a face and, you know, not just to say, oh, yes, we donate funds to community organizations. We not only donate our time, we donate money as well and sponsorships. So that's a big part of what we do and how we're so actively involved within our communities itself. And how about your... Um the people who have who work there and uh, Trish are a lot. Do you try to hire people who are known in the community, or doesn't that work out? Sometimes we find, and it's it's tremendous, branch to branch. But especially in Pittston, people from Pittston love to know that you live in mm-hmm. Pittston mm-hmm. and you work in Pittston. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of smaller communities are the same, but it's very meaningful. I think you have knowledge of the community itself. You know what people's wants and dislikes are uh, but being a, a visible presence to them and being their neighbor is something that we pride ourselves in you know fidelity as an organization we pride ourselves in the fact that 90 percent of our money on deposit we donate to community organizations not for profit all the money that's deposited within the bank is who we lend to so the person you know your neighbor is that's who we're lending to you know we don't lend outside of our our marketing demographics which is huge um the bank is doing phenomenal uh we have a lot going on this summer says some summer is sizzling for certain (laughs) try to get that out once So we have a lot going on in terms of uh, branch promotions. We have a great checking account offer for consumers, our personal account holders. Uh, Businesses, we're seeing a huge trend in new business and loans. How could we forget about loans? Uh, Loan rates are at one of the all-time lows, Mm -hmm. so it's a great opportunity if you're looking to do some home improvements, if you're looking to do some refinancing. We have some great offers out there in terms of doing that at this point. Do the, I know I just got my notice because I have, believe this or not, an adjustable rate mortgage. Oh, well, so do I. I have that. Do you? Yes. I, and I just got my, at Fidelity, and mm-hmm. I got my letter, and it's same thing, going strong now for years, and yes, it is the exactly. same low, ridiculous rate, and I love every minute of it. I know. <laughs> it's fabulous. It's nice to get those letters it saying is. your rate is still low. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It definitely is. The bank itself, you know, we've been in existence for over 113 years. We're looking to broaden our footprint, especially in Luzerne County, so there are a few branches that may be coming on the spectrum so we're very proud of that in the Luzerne County area that's good so that's a huge huge presence for us how many are in Luzerne County we have two branches currently in Luzerne County Kingston on Wyoming Avenue um, right at the Kingston Corners area and And then our Pittston location currently now the one in Kingston isn't isn't that modernistic one that you have right they're they're not as modern we are the you and West Scranton are the the newest one we are the newest one yeah Um, branch for the most part the the infrastructure that we currently have is going to be the model branch that we're going to set forth with any new branches that are built that's going to be generally what the branch will look like it's all glass very eco-friendly very environmentally friendly um again the view is just impeccable i mean it's you couldn't be positioned any better in the downtown area 
Pittston in general, too. I don't know if either of you have ever attended the wonderful Pittston Tomato Festival. Uh, it's but coming that's up. coming up mm-hmm. August 18th through the 21st. It's a four-day event. Um, throughout the four days, they have a tomato fight, which mm-hmm. is unbelievable. <laughs> we saw the location yeah. of that the other At day. At the Cooper's yes. Waterfront. Oh, uh, yeah. I go. Didn't you ever go to mm-hmm. the Oh, I do. I go to it every year. I love you it. You know I don't like crowds. Oh, I know, it's unless they're over 50,000 people oh. will attend that four-day event. It's packed. It is it's packed. So I love it. It is packed. I love it. Well, Pittston is the world's quality tomato capital. Uh-huh. So. And they even have the nice brass or not, what, a metal or, or the whatever. Tomato, the bottom relief of, of a Street. tomato. I mm-hmm. love it. Now, mm-hmm. see, I wish that were bigger. Like, I, it's what? a not, it's big, but I wish it were huge. Oh, okay. It should be. I, yeah, I because the then it would thing. really make a big statement. It it's really a, stands It's a nice, out. whoever did it, did a really nice job, mm-hmm. whichever artist. But I just wish it were, I always think, you well, should maybe, be bigger tomato. Maybe it has to be a certain size maybe. for visibility. Maybe, and, yeah, that yeah. could be. But it is really you know. a neat looking, it's a perfect looking tomato, I must Yes, say. it is. It is. Very perfect. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. excited about that. We we do sponsor the Tomato Festival, so that's when exciting. is that? Do you know? It is yes. It is Thursday, August eighteenth through Sunday, August twenty first. Okay. So it's four days. They have a parade on Saturday starting at ten thirty. They have a Little Miss and Little Mister oh, no, Tomato. So <laughs> it is adorable. Uh-huh. And, and then the, they have the Queen. When's the fight? The fight is Saturday after the parade. Oh, okay. One thirty. Mm-hmm. Do they, they have use, to give it a shot? Uh, yeah. Do, you know, do they use mushy tomatoes? They they do. They do right, mm-hmm. so they're yes. easier to hit yeah. the, when you. All the person. farmers, local farmers, donate their. Yeah, the mushy ones, mushy. the ones that are. Yes. The ones that will make the most mm-hmm. splash. Splash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not hurt as much. Not I hurt. love to see the pictures. It's with an the experience. You have to have you have to go at least once. I've never participated in it, but I've been on the outside, and it is such an experience I mean I, people really go all of out of course we know that lycopene is good when you in, when it's inge- when ingested, ingested. Yes. I wonder if it's good for your skin with the acid and stuff you could rub it and maybe it'll yeah, become well, a new moisturizer tomato if it would take tomato about 10 years off of my appearance I would love to know <laughs> yeah we'll do that we'll see you never know I'd love hey. to know well we how about those people who are there how about with year? white hair do you think it's going to turn it pink or yeah, red I don't well, know that's the in style now oh yes pink, right. red purple mm-hmm. you're right I you could, could just do it, do it naturally you can that's fun. So what else is going on? What How about the lemonade? On? Lemonade. We didn't do that this year. No. Um, we're thinking about doing things a little bit different. Um, it was certainly an amazing experience for both children as well as adults to see how their children could be their own little entrepreneurs and have established their own businesses. So it was mm-hmm. really nice to see kids value money. It was, we're starting to see a different trend and the bank is starting to get out into the community and partner with a few of the local school districts. We currently have four. It's called um, the EverFi program. And what it is is a financial literacy program that really gets out into um, the middle school ages as well as high schools to kind of develop their knowledge on how to save. What's the difference between a debit card and a credit card? How do you budget your finances? At the high school level, they start to talk about stocks, bonds, investments, a little bit about mutual funds, uh, how to fill out the FAFSA forms, things that you don't really get a general understanding of in school today 
uh, yep. that everyone is approached with at a given point in their life. So it kind of gives them a little bit of structure and how to make some quality decisions when they're out on their own at the high school level. Middle school, you know, what's the difference between a want and a need? Because you see kids today, and I know I have my 12-year-old, She's a saver. I have a seven-year-old who, if she gets a dollar, it burns a hole through her hand. Like she just cannot hold Trish on to that money. She looks like she's twelve herself. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Oh my God. I might have to try the tomato to look like I'm no, two. No, you so. do. You look like a little kid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But um, kids really need to understand the true value of savings and, and understanding that, you know, mom and dads work very hard to have the money that they have to give them, you know, a vehicle when they turn 16 or how the child could go and save for their own vehicle on their own and insurance and all the things that are important to them as they grow through life. And this program has certainly uh, established that relationship with kids. Um, both Michelle Payne, she's our business banker in the Pittston office, and myself had partnered and we uh, did it in the Pittston in middle school and over 300 sixth graders participated and got certified in the program and it's really interesting to see their their concept on what the differences between a want and a need are and how they could grow their money on their own. I think it's great the educational I, part of the banking world which has you, where when do you see that and fidelity is all about the community so it's a perfect blend. I couldn't be more happy. No with Lynn that. of course you. Yep. Now Trish will you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you? You can certainly I can be reached at area code 570-908-0104. I am located at the Pittston Fidelity Branch Office, located at 225 Kennedy Boulevard in Pittston. Come and see us. We're right lo- located right in between the post office and the Greater Pittston YMCA. And I'd be happy to help you with any of your financial decisions and financial planning. There you go. Way to go. Trish, thank you for joining us thank today. You for having We're me happy once to again. have you back. Come back anytime when you want to tell us any updates on the Pittston branch. Thank you. And I'll update and you on my cookies. tomato mask. Yes, absolutely. And uh, you got cookies? You can't have them. I know I can. All right. I have celiac, Trish. No, I one we of those things. Her. Next time, gluten free. Here okay. we go. Anyway, we will be right back with attorney Barbara J. O'Hara. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Delightful. Good. Uh, my wink, name is Lynn wink, Evans. Wink. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And I'm Laurie Cadney, owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. We are here with the lovely and talented attorney Barbara J. O'Hara. So, uh, my pleasure to be here. I love it. So nice to see you, and I thank you very much for accommodating my schedule while I was away. I know, and how was your vacation? Vacation was beautiful. And you look well rested, so that's a good sign. Although you're travelers, so you got this licked, right? Uh, You know what? I. I like to travel. I know you do. Well, you come back refreshed. And Barbara has been practicing family law for about 35 35 years. years, Mm -hmm. And she is a partner with Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara on Drinker Street in Dunmore. And uh, Barbara's a big uh, supporter of ours and has been with us now for years. And Barb, what are we talking about today? What we're talking about today is why marriage matters. Uh What I, I keep hearing from the millennials and the people in their 20s and 30s is you don't need to get married it's just a piece of paper 
And being, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> having 35 <laughs> years at, uh, practicing divorce law, I see the advantages of marriage. And I want to go over what the advantages of marriage are from a legal perspective. Even a second marriage? Lori? Even with a second marriage, okay. there are some advantages. No, seriously. Okay, yeah. okay so let's go All right, through. go ahead. Let's roll. Okay. Now, many, many times I'll be talking to women, and they'll be in their 20s or 30s. They'll have a couple kids. Their husband leaves them, or they want to leave their husband, and they'll say to me, well, I stopped working to have the kids. I'm staying at home, and now what can I get? And I'll tell them, because they're not married, all they get is child support. And they'll look at you like you're a crazy woman and say, I can't live on that. I'll compute what they'll get in, in, in child support. And they'll look at me like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, how am I going to live? Now, if you were married, you would get spousal support. And you'll get spousal support for the duration of the, of the divorce, which at this point might take two to three years. And... At that point, a lot of a lot of women, and I encourage this, they go out while they're getting spousal support. They maybe they get an associate's degree, or maybe they they go out and do some kind of job training because the rainbow's going to end, and you're going to need to support yourself. And a lot of people have not prepared prepared themselves for the financial reality of I can't live on that. And if you're in a situation where you have two or three kids and one's graduating from high school and the other ones are soon to be graduating from high school, then there's not even much child support to rely on. Mm -hmm. And kids are very expensive. We all know in this room, supporting children, kids are very expensive. And they'll look at you and say, well, what else can you get me? And because you haven't gotten married, there's nothing else that I can get you. You may be with this guy for 15 years. You may be, you know, living with him for all these years. But if you're not married to him, I can't get you spousal support. Or there's no divorce, and I can't get you alimony after. Let's talk about something I know we've discussed before, but it's right in line with this. Some people still have the opinion that there is such a thing as a common law marriage. So common law marriage got done away with by statute. And it was out of what happened was legislature um, wrote uh, a law that did away with common law marriage as of, I think, January of 2008 or 2005. I, I, I think it was January 25th, 2008. If you established a common law marriage prior to that date, then they're okay with that. Very few people have adequately established common law marriage. So to establish common law marriage, number one, you need to hold yourself out as husband and wife. It's not just we live together. And no, it's incorrect to say if it was seven years were common law marriage. That's a, a popular misconception and it's an inaccurate misconception because the, the Pennsylvania statute says you need to hold yourself out as spouses. So I introduce the guy I'm living with as my husband. He introduces me as his wife. And there have to be words of intent, present words of intent, where you're going to be spouses. Very few people do that. Yeah. So the law does look at what is it and how have you held yourself out to the community? Well, you know, if you don't take his name and you don't file a joint tax return and... Uh, women will come in and say, I think I have a common law marriage. He'll never marry me. 
Well, you know what? To me, that's it's a big a red flag <laughs> that you're not married. Yeah. But there's many, many, many people that operate under the misconception that there's a magical period of time. And you can be in just a living together relationship for a long time and not have common law. And there's a lot, a lot of people that have been through a bad first divorce, and they may say, I'm never getting married again. And I've had women call me from the, fu- from the funeral saying the kids from his first marriage are kicking me out oh, of the yeah, house. And what rights do mm-hmm. I have? And I to be honest with you, category. you have none. Mm-hmm. You have I, lived there at the pleasure of the guy who's in the coffin, and now the kids from his first marriage own that because under the intestate secession laws, let's say he didn't have a will. Right. If he doesn't have a will, then how his estate gets passed is the intestate secession. And they look to see, did he have a wife? You're not his wife. Right. Then they look to see, does he have a wife and children? Yes, he has children. Well, you as the longtime girlfriend get nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, there may be a will where you get something. There may be life insurance where you get something. But lots and lots of times I'm seeing... The longtime girlfriend gets nothing. And also, Barb, with the house situation, like I knew a family, and she never believed that was going to happen. Oh, the kids will never do that. And they did it. And I could have... Sad to oh, say. When I found out who and what happened, it was... Wow. It may I be shocking. I believe it happened to her. Because it was like... Uh, it really, it's and amazing. It, to be honest with you, you know, you have competing interests there. And if... Well, yeah. You know, they may look at this and say, well, it was fine when dad was alive and dad took care of her while while she was alive. And now there's three of us from dad's marriage and we're, you know, we're his kids and we're his rightful heirs. Mm -hmm. And maybe we give her a little while to to get out. But I've gotten calls from the funeral of they told me not to come home. Oh, wow. And literally they got evicted the day of the funeral. And... And that's a real hard pill to swallow. And once again, you were never married to him. You don't have any rights. You're not the widow. So people look at you and say, well, there's really no advantage to getting married. Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. Because the law is set up to protect the, the, the spouse at home. And the law is set up in like a, a Donna Reed sense, how I look at it. You took care of of the wife while she was taking care of the kids. You took care of the wife after he dies. Because let's face it, most women survive, are the survivor rather than the male being the survivor. And I think you have to really look at what's going to happen. And this playing the game with yourself that that won't happen is really just deceiving yourself. So if he'll never marry you, then maybe there's a life insurance policy that he'll agree to take out. And maybe that's what you get at the end, mm-hmm. the end of this rainbow. Because, Barbara, because you won't get Social Security. And even in the will sense, when you are in the will, the rate of tax you pay is hot now higher because well, yeah. you're not... You're unrelated to him, so right. you're paying so 15%. the tax is higher. Mm-hmm. And if you were a spouse, you're paying right. nothing. nothing, exactly. You know, so there's a big difference in that. And, and, and how they, I've seen some people try to provide for a long-time living girlfriend is they take out a life insurance yeah, policy. Yeah, which makes sense, because then there's no tax on that. Right. So you have and to look at this and say, the whole thing. you know, what is it I'm going to get? You may get nothing. 
And, that, and that's the real reality of it. So every time I hear somebody say to me, you don't need to be married and you know, there's no consequence to not being married. Oh, don't deceive yourself. There's plenty of consequences. And at every age, there are consequences. So lastly, Social Security. Social Security pr provides money for, for the spouse. You're not the spouse, then you're you not gonna, get going to uh -huh. get them. And even, you know, right now the law is the divorced spouse of a marriage lasting 10 years. Well, you could be living with a guy for 20 and Social Security is not going to give you anything. Mm -hmm. So don't expect to collect under an estate. Don't expect to get any Social Security. And don't expect to get any spousal support. So that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> depressing, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, it is depressing. <laughs> but you know what? But it's, it's reality. you live in, in a society it's that... It, this that is very common, the norm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. And the norm is that people, when they get together, will marry, and we're going to take care of, of the people in that marital institution. I, I think it's interesting, though, when you say that, that I think about um, the, the really significant steps forward that have been made in this country in the last uh, couple years with extending that uh, definition of spouse to people who are the same sex. And giving to them in a in a civil way, a lot of the same rights that men and women have Only had. Only if you're married to them. That's what I'm right. saying. But even right. at that, being you couldn't marry them to get them. So now right. that there is marriage between people of the same sex, they get all those benefits we're That's talking true. about. That's true. And yet, I don't understand why so many men and women don't understand how important that piece of paper really is when it comes to things down the road they don't and what was happening even within the the gay and lesbian community is when the when their their partner was sick they couldn't go in the hospital that's yes. and you had a lot of and and inherit like like you would a spouse and that's mm -hmm. why you saw a lot of those cases come out and they looked at this and they thought well why is it we can't extend those rights to mm -hmm. them and and so in fact the courts did extend the rights now and if you're married you have you have a lot of rights but if you're not you're you're there with the heterosexual girlfriend or boyfriend and that's right and same, the same, same deal in the same deal you know where you know who's going to make your medical decisions typically it's a spouse mm -hmm. and you know maybe the kids at that point come up and say I'm going to take make the decisions for dad. If you don't have a, a a power of attorney directing that that that's your medical surrogate, like a medical power of attorney, Forget then it. then your your girlfriend isn't necessarily going to be making those decisions. And I really can see the the benefit of the not being married um only for the why people do it. But the legal end of things is a mess if you don't have something in place and even with stuff in place it can still be either more taxes or some other issue that go yeah, along with no, it. Yeah, there's no tax there's no advantage ta right. if the two so of you are just yeah, it's, together. It's You're filing singly and paying uh, a lot of money. Exactly. On well, inheritance Barbara, taxes and that... I'm sorry, on income taxes, but on inheritance taxes, you're unrelated higher. people, and it's 15%. Right. So, 
All right, well, please tell everybody if they'd like to talk to you about their family uh, situation, if where they could reach you. I can be reached at 570-344-7171. My office is at the corner of Tig and Drinker at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore, PA. There we go. Thank you very much, Barbara. Thank you. Thanks. Tell Mr. Hughes I said hi. Would I you will. Please say? <laughs> I will. And we'll see everybody next week. Have a very happy weekend. We'll see you real soon. Be safe and be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.